Welcome to the podcast version of Police Science Doctor, the online resource bridging the gap between research and investigative practice. For police personnel who go the extra mile. For academics who want to connect better with investigative practitioners. On YouTube and on policesciencedoctor.com. Hello everyone, this is Suzanne Knaben, Nicole from Police Science Doctor, the research where I bring you no, the website will bring you research, scientific findings from the areas of criminology, investigative psychology, forensic psychology, policing, and all that is related to that topic. And I turn it into something that is actually digestible to frontline practitioners, people who work in law enforcement, military, intelligence, policing. Um, basically, what I try to do is translate the very stuffy scientific stuff into something very usable. I do that in the forms of <clears throat> videos, a podcast, and these here science snippets. Before I get to this week's science snippets, I just wanted to tell you about um, something that is quite current for me at the moment. So Chris Allen is a researcher, commentator, and um, lecturer in the fields of organization, organized crime and transnational crime. Now he and he's got a course, or he's got a number of sessions actually going on the Police Science Doctor Academy, which is my online learning platform. It's global, it can be accessed from anywhere in the world. Now we're doing the first series of his sessions in April and May. And so we we're, we're currently filling spaces for three sessions. So let me just show you here the <clears throat> course card so you know what I'm talking about. Um, I'm going to put the links to these sessions into the chat so anyone who's interested um, can actually have a look. The first session we're going to do is on Wednesday the 20th of April and it's going to be from 5 to 8 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time, so that's here in the UK. It's um, 12 noon EST if you're at the east in the East Coast um, in America. So that first session is on cybercrime. Each session is forty-nine pounds. It's two hours. Um, it's it's a two-hour lecture, which is delivered live, live online, and then, then there's a discussion for about an hour afterwards. The second session is a week later, Wednesday, the twenty-seventh of April, again five to eight p.m. GMT. So you know, just adjust that to whatever time it is in your time zone. And then another week later, we've got the third session in this first series, and that's on money laundering. So the first one is cybercrime. Then we've got firearm smuggling. And then we've got money laundering. So these courses are really good for investigators and for analysts who work in those fields. <clears throat> but also if you're a student, it might be very relevant to you. So we're currently filling these. Um, and you can have a look at the Police Science Doctor website if you want. And there's more information on the courses there, more information on Chris as well. Um, but these are going to be delivered live on these three, th um, three Wednesdays, 20th and 27th of April and the 4th of May. So um, I'm hoping to be able to welcome some of you to those courses. So now we can get to, this, to the police science snippets. So the snippets, if you're not a regular viewer, are basically three pieces of information I've extracted from academic research that has been published. Um, much academic research is very extremely specific to a certain topic area, or is very abstract and theoretical. I try to find three pieces of information that I can um, give, pass on to you with the links to the original research that I think may be of value to you as in some way actionable or something that you can use or start applying straight away. That's not easy to find. I'm sometimes finding myself scraping the barrel. Um, so if you are a researcher, a student, or if you come across any research that you think is actionable and is something that is you know, applicable to law enforcement practitioners, just send it on to me and I might be able to include it in one of these mail outs. 
I say mail out because um, I sent these out as into the police science doctor email sub subscriber email list. So there's over 2000 people on there who get an email with these science snippets into the in inbox every Tuesday. And the email has your links to the original research in them. You will also get a password and with which you can then access a page that has all the snippets from the previous week. So this, this week we're doing snippet number 67, which means I've been doing that for 67 weeks now. 67 times three, there's a lot of snippets on there um, with all the links to the research set so that you can you know just go into it and um, learn a little bit about it in more detail. <clears throat> so if, you, if you're interested in having that, you can subscribe for free to the Police Science Doctor email list. Just Google Police Science click on the Bully Science Doctor website and just leave your details in the registration form there. But let's get to those snippets today. So I've got some banners that show you what they're about. So the first one is exposure to police violence and the effect on mental health. The snippet is as follows. Being exposed to police violence during public protests has negative effects on the mental health of the protesters. This experience can cause depression and post-traumatic stress. Okay, so obviously we know that there are mental health effects on police if they have to police um, very stressful events. I know that the um, the attacks on the Capitol a while ago in America, they were very, they, they, they were not only attacks on the Capitol, but they were also attacks on the police, you know, verbal and, and physical, I think. And um, we know that police officers found that very stressful to deal with. But also protesters can have um, significant health effects from being um, dealt with in a violent way by police. I, this this research probably does not take into account what the protesters actually did, whether they were you know they were dragged into it as innocent bystanders or if they were actually um, you know engaged in the police in a hostile way. I haven't haven't found that information in there. Um, I haven't I haven't read through the whole article, but I'm trying to extract things that may be of interest to you. And then if it's, if it's something that is relevant to you, then please go and have a further look. So I can't tell you about the extent of the involvement of the protesters, but being exposed to police violence has significant impact on them which is probably not surprising. And um, the second snippet for today, animal abuse in domestic relationships. There's a strong connection between one's pet being abused and experiencing emotional abuse in an intimate relationship. Animal abuse should be seen as a form of emotional abuse rather than property abuse. I think in some countries, I think including the UK, harming an animal is actually seen more of a property crime. Um, perhaps in the context of domestic abuse, if that's not already taking place, there should probably be um, part of the emotional abuse or come under the umbrella of that. And the last slide, snippet for today is um, self-forgiveness and reoffending. So we're talking about um, procedural justice sessions here. So a procedural justice conference is when an offender who's admitted their guilt has agreed and the victim has agreed to meet together in a supervised session um, to for each of them to talk about the the impact or the the impact of the offending on from the victim's perspective, the reasons for the offending from the offender's perspective, and we've known for quite a while that this has positive effects on both parties. It can reduce trauma for the victim and it can re reduce reoffending from the offender. Um, but this here, what I found here is a little bit different. So in the context of restorative justice, the offender's self-forgiveness is, is associated with desistance from future of re-offending. So if the offender is able to forgive themselves, now this is not to say that they think, should think, well, you know, I haven't done anything wrong, everything is fine. But the, the topic of forgiveness is quite interesting, isn't it? Because we all experience um, bad treatment by other people. And sometimes we choose to carry that bitterness with us 
And then the only person that is being harmed by that bitterness is ourselves, isn't it? So um, some religions talk about forgiveness. I'm, I'm not a religious person at all, but I do see the value of being able to let go of the emotional charge of holding a grudge. So I don't think you should necessarily forget what somebody did to you. And certainly you shouldn't approve of it, but forgiveness is not about that. Forgiveness is just, okay, what you have done to me or what I have done in this context, so what I have done was wrong. What happened was wrong. I accept that. And I'm going to learn from it. And I'm going to put aside the emotional charge of that. I'm going to deal with the facts, but the emotional charge of that is taking too much energy. I'm going to let go of that. And perhaps if an offender can forgive themselves, they can move away a little bit from the, the negative labeling, you know, that negative identity of them as an offender. And they can perhaps start forging a new identity and working towards a more positive sense of self. These are just my musings on the topic. Let me know in the comments if you've got similar or opposing views even. Would be quite interesting to hear about those. So these were the snippets for today. And um, oh, Antje is online. Hello, Antje. She's watching on LinkedIn. Good to see you. And um, um, let me know in the comments, you know, just like Antje did, um, if you're watching, what you thought of this. And I uh, hope to see you next week. So I'm going to turn the banner off. And remember to have a look at those sessions. If you're interested, cybercrime, money laundering and firearms trafficking, live sessions taught by an expert. And you're going to be in the presence of other police professionals who have already signed up. And hopefully you'll have a good discussion at the end as well. And um, I'm hoping to see you there. But until then, bye-bye. Thank you for listening. I hope you found this content useful. You can get access to each episode's transcript with key learning points, timestamps, and references if you get yourself onto my mailing list. Just go to the main website on policesciencedoctor.com and on the bottom of each page you will find a sign-up form for notifications of new content. Just enter your first name, your preferred email address, and the type of organization you work for. You will not get any spam, this is just for me to let you know about new content and for you to get access to all the transcripts.